0: How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. Baseball just ain't what it used to be. No, 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 especially, especially the pitching. Yeah, I know the regular season has been only 60 games because of the COVID-19 pandemic. I know all about it, but hey, these problems existed before the season started, and now it's only gotten worse. So like I said... Listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right. Before, though, I get to what's wrong with baseball, in particular the pitching, um, I'll tell you what has really been wrong this past year. The great game of baseball, the way I knew it, the way I was raised on it, has lost six Hall of Famers this year. Six. Five since August 31st. The five since August 31st, Tom Seaver, Lou Brock, Bob Gibson, talking Giants at a game. Whitey Ford. And now... Joe Morgan, and before that, it was Al Kaline. I, oh, oh, each one, each name that I just mentioned, they, they were not good. Well, of course they weren't good. You have to be great to get into the Hall of Fame, and boy, were they great. Stars, big-time stars. So uh, it's a sad day. For, for those of us who grew up with those names, my goodness, Very, very special. But, you know, I I really thought it was ironic, for me anyway, uh, when the Yankees lost their Game 5 to the Rays, it was ironic that we lost the great chairman of the board, Whitey Ford, the Yankee great, that day. And um, listen... I never wanted to be really. I I, <laughs> I never wanted to be one of those cranky old farts who would say, "In my day, it was better." You know, in you know how people say they talk about it all the time. Yeah, when I was a kid, this and that. And I'm telling you, as far as the game of baseball goes, in my day, it was it was not better. It was a whole lot better. A whole lot better. Everything about it. You know, I mean, but I'm not here to, to talk about, well, why isn't there more, you know, pay-for-one doubleheaders and, and, you know, Sunday doubleheaders and Memorial Day doubleheaders and this and that. I'm, I'm not into that. And, and a lot more day games for kids. I, I'm not. That's not what this is about. I'm talking about today it's the way the game is played. It's. I watched that Yankee series, but then again, it, the, the fifth game, it's the fifth and deciding game, the fifth and deciding game. First, let me get to, for example, the Yankees. And I'm not here to analyze, you know, every move, but Garrett Cole, Yankees paid a fortune of money They signed him to a nine year deal for thirty-six million dollars a year. Okay? Nine years, thirty-six million dollars a year. It's a lot of shado, you know? It's a lot of guilt. It's a lot of moolah. You know what I'm saying? Three hundred and twenty-four million dollars for nine years. That's a lot of do me And he's, listen, if you're going to be paid like you're the best or one of the best, Garrett Cole deserves it. And, uh, you know, he comes to play, he comes to pitch. But what has the game become? The guy who pitched was pitching, He he gave up one hit, one hit, which was a home run. He gave up one hit in the deciding game. He pitched, he was taken out after five and a third innings, caused a deep fly ball like to the wall. Was caught. Okay. The guy pitched a one-hitter for five and a third innings. He had already accumulated. It was like nine strikeouts. Nope, we're going to go to the bullpen. He's Garrett Cole. And, and, And then somebody said, well, but you know what? He was pitching on only three days rest. For crying out loud, three days rest my ass. He pitched in a 60 game season. He didn't go through 162 games. What? what, I think he had like eight starts or something. The whole nine starts, whatever the hell it was. It's stupid. And on the flip side, you got Kevin Cash. I was screaming into the TV. My wife came running in. She said, Who the hell are you talking to? I said, I'm talking to the TV. Kevin Cash, the Rays manager, he takes his starter out. Tyler Glasnow, uh, I think it was after two and a third innings. He, he used like four or five pitchers in the game. And, and part of that logic is, well, you don't like once a, a pitcher goes through. You don't want the opposing team hitters to see the pitcher more than once through the lineup. Because then they start to get familiar with him. You know what? That's a bunch of shit. For lack of a better term. Yeah, don't get familiar. How's this for getting familiar? How about this logic? Because I'll I'll tell you, I guarantee, go ask batters and they'll tell you this. You you think the Rays were not happy that Garrett Cole was taken out after five and a third innings? When you have a good, real good pitcher on the mound, opposing hitters are tickled pink. When a guy is taken out, yeah, let's try our luck with somebody else. The pitchers today, it, it's such a baby, babied sport. I, I do not, for the life of me, I do not understand. I, I simply cannot. I've been involved in, in the sports business for 36, 37 years now i do not understand the thinking medicine is far more advanced today far more advanced training is far more advanced everything is far more advanced and these guys i mean to, to people are applauded a complete game today is akin to, like, when I was a kid, a guy throwing a no-hitter. That, that's almost what it's like. A complete game is such a big deal. It's embarrassing. I, I remember, because of my friendship, many of you may know, uh, I was very fortunate to... to uh, had become a great friend of uh, Yogi Berra. Let him rest in peace. He's gone five years now, by the way. But anyway, and because of my friendship with Yogi, I got to spend a fair bit of time with uh, during various visits with Yogi uh, with um, Ron Guidry, who was very close to Yogi, very, very close. If you re- remember, there was a book written by Harvey Arriton, um Driving Mr. Yogi. It was about the relationship with Gidri and um, and Yogi. But we were sitting, this is when Yogi's wife had already passed away, Carmen, and we were in Yogi's, you know, Yogi was in a nursing home, uh, totally with his faculties and everything. And I would ask Gidri, we were talking baseball. And uh, we're talking baseball. What the hell else are we going to talk? Fashion? So I asked Gidry, you know, Ron, and I said, hey, what's the deal with, with the pitching today? And, and just he just waved his hands in, in disgust. He says, Russ, it's ridiculous in that Louisiana twang of his. He said, they baby these young guys today. They baby them so much that these are big Strong, athletic guys in great shape all the time. They don't come to camp having to get in shape. They're already in shape. They baby these guys when the guys maybe that they should be babying are the guys who've been around like eight, ten years worrying about their arms. And I'm going to get to some numbers in a second, but but then there was another guy uh Roger Craig who you know I don't need to tell you you know he was a pitcher he was a manager he's a a legendary pitching coach legendary you, you know t- terrific pitching coach and um it was actually the opening of City Field the you know the the very first game at City Field and I'm sitting in the press box And uh, Roger Craig happened to be there for festivities, you know, for the opening day and opening city field. Who plops down and sits right next to me in the press box? Because there was an open seat, none other other than Roger Craig. And I'm talking with Roger, and, you know, I I introduced myself, and he he was very gracious. I, I I was like a little kid. What was that? That'd be 2009. Anyway, um, so I said to him, I asked him, and, you know, he, this was a, an esteemed pitching coach. And I asked Roger, and he, he was, like, disgusted. He, he thinks, he said he thought it was ridiculous. They don't allow these arms to be built up They're babied so much, it's almost as if they're told they can't do this. And I just can't buy this, they can't do this business. I think it's absolutely stupid. And, you know, when um, between watching this postseason with what goes on with pitchers, I mean, they're applauding pitchers for going five innings. Like, like if, if you go into the sixth inning, it's like, whoa! Man, that guy was great. I And and quite frankly, a lot of the, the media are babying the guys. They're jumping on board with this business. I mean, people were applauding how great, I was reading it, how great Garrett Cole was in his performance in that Game 5. Garrett did everything he needed to do. Garrett was great. It was a magnificent performance. He pitched five in a third innings. Yes, he only gave up one hit. And struck out nine. So if he was so great, why the hell did Aaron Boone take him out? Why the hell did Aaron Boone take him out? Please explain that to me because I'm not... I can't understand it. But again... Watching that game and then uh, Whitey Ford passing on that day, it just got me, and and I was, you know, I said, let let me look up some numbers that that i was familiar with, all right? For example, even Whitey. Whitey, in his 16-year career, in his 16-year career, Whitey, who was not a power pitcher, Whitey had 156 complete games for his 16-year career. All right. Whitey. Let's, let's, I, I mentioned some uh, Hall of Famers. I met, you know, Seaver, who passed away on um, August 31st. As I said, the first of six Excuse me the first of five hall of famers to leave us since um August 31st it was Seaver and then Brock and then Gibson and then Ford and then the most recent one uh Joe Morgan but Seaver in his 20 year career guy guy won 311 games 231 Complete games. How about that? Let's look at some more. Uh, Catfish Hunter, 15 years, 181 complete games. Nolan Ryan, 27 years, 222 complete games. Steve Carlton, 24 years, 254 complete games. Don Drysdale, 14 years, 167 complete games. Did I mention Bob Gibson? Bob Gibson, 17 years, 255 complete games. Rapid Robert Feller, Bob Feller, 18 years, 279 complete games. Are you kidding me? My guy, Sandy Koufax. Sandy Koufax had uh, 137 complete games only in, in, in 12 years. Here was his complete game numbers, though, from 61 to 66. 15, 11, 20, 15, and in his last two seasons, in each of his last two seasons, 65 and 66, when he won uh, 26 and 27 games, respectively, each of those seasons, 27 complete games. But I'm going to mention to you two guys now, Juan Marichal, 16 years, 244 complete games. Okay, that's Juan Marichal. And then I'm going to go to Warren Spawn. 21 years. You're sitting down? 382 complete games. He won 363 games. Now, I mentioned Marichal and Spawn in particular. Two legendary Hall of Famers, not good, great, great pitchers. I remember this because it was 1963, and in 1963, you know, that was uh, a big year for me because I was a Dodgers fan, and, uh, you know, Koufax was my guy, and... You know, they swept the Yankees four games. You, you, you know, Koufax won 25. Anyway, but there was a game on July 2nd. All right? The Milwaukee Brewers and Warren Spawn were facing in Frisco. They were facing uh, the Giants and Marischal. Juan Marischal and Warren Spawn hooked up in a sixteen inning ball game. A sixteen inning ball game. They went the distance in a one nothing game that would be subsequently won. On a home run by Willie Mays. Okay? Think about that. There was a point in the game, in the 13th inning, uh, Alvin Dark, who's the manager of the uh, Giants, went to Marischal and says, listen, Yeah, he was due up. So he goes to Marishal. listen, I got to take you out now for a pinch hitter. Marischal went nuts. Bleep this, bleep that, you can't take me out. You can't take me out. And uh, Alvin Dark, you know, said to him, you got to come out. Alvin Dark, uh, so Marischal goes, you know, in his broken English, because he was, you know, not was, is Dominican. He goes, for crying out loud, I'm 25 years old. That guy out there is 42 Spawn. 42 years old. Went the distance. Warren Spawn. And their, got, their careers continue. Well, obviously, you know, Spawny was cl- close to the end, but I, I, it's amazing. All these guys that I'm talking to you, all the, I mean, Carlton, twenty four years, uh, Jim Bunning, seventeen, Drysdale, fourteen, Ford, sixteen, Gibson, seventeen, Glavin, uh, you know, even Glavin, and, and the game was already changing. He had, I think, fifty nine complete games in his career. Uh, Feller, eighteen, Seaver, twenty, Hunter, Catfish, um, fifteen, Ferguson, Jenkins. How about this? Ferguson Jenkins, who won 284 games in a 19-year career, he completed 267. I, I, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. They talk about a big deal, you know, like if guys can give you, you know, like 150 innings, like 200 innings is, is like, Wow. In each of Colfax's last last two seasons, I think it was like three hundred and thirty innings pitched. Now someone you, you might argue, yeah, but his career was cut short. First of all, he decided to call it a career number one and number two. He suffered from chronic arthritis in his elbow. Okay. It wasn't because he was a pitcher, he just was, and, and he he had chronic arthritis. But l- listen to the names I'm giving you, they're all Hall of Famers, and so you tell me, why today, why today is it impossible for guys to go the distance? It's, it's, it's just shocking to me. This business with bullpens and with this, uh, in that Game 5 game with the Giants, uh, excuse me, with the Yankees, the Rays' uh, Tyler Glassnow was taken out after two and a third innings. Well, you know, he only, um, he did just what the manager wanted him to do because you know, he was there on two days rest. I mean, he's a big, young, strong guy. I'm not saying you should go on two days rest all the time, but, I mean, this is the postseason. This is it. And you only had a 60-game season. What's the big freaking deal? I don't get it. In the 1965 World Series, for those of you who, well, if you're Dodger fans, you're certainly going to recall Sandy Koufax didn't pitch the opener because it was Yom Kippur. He wouldn't pitch on a high holy day for the Jewish people. So he pitched the second game. The the Dodgers lost the first two games. They they lost the first game with Drysdale, the second game. Oh, I think it was with Drysdale, the second game with um, Koufax. They won the next three, and Koufax had come back in game five on three days rest. Okay? They lost game six, so the manager, Walter Alston, now listen to this. The manager, Walter Alston, decided to use Koufax again on two days rest. By the way, whose turn was Koufax going to take? His fellow Hall of Famer, let him rest in peace, Don Drysdale. Think about that. He was going to bypass Don Drysdale for Koufax. What what did Koufax do? Well, he pitched a three-hit shutout. He pitched a three-hit shutout on two days rest and on the game before, he pitched a um, four-hit shutout on three days rest. Now, I'm, I'm talking about arguably, you know, a lot of people consider, uh, you know, f- during his five years, it was the best of all time. I, I'm not here to debate who's the best and who's not. I'm, I'm just here to tell you it's ridiculous what people do with pitching. And it's ridiculous what has happened with the game. Guys taken out. Guys this. Guys that. Can't go this many innings. We need a lead pitcher. We, we need a middle guy and a short guy and a this guy and a that guy. But a beep. But bop. But a boop. What What's going on? And And I just really I'm I'm making today about the pitching because I, I think it's absurd. And I'm i just giving you proof why it's absurd. Analytics my ass. And when I say analytics, my ass I, I do understand. I do understand what certain uh, analytics do. It, it can tell you you know you know how to pitch to this guy, what this guy can do. It can tell you how to play defense because you know what this guy these certain tendencies are. But here's something that analytics can't do. Analytics can't look into a guy's eye. And see what he's got. Analytics can't look into a guy's gut. Into a guy's heart. And see what they've got. Can't do that. And that that's. It just seems to me. Now do not misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not saying the players today don't have guts. Or anything like that. I'm saying. These, the way the game has become, it's analyze this and analyze that instead of looking into a guy. What's, the, the, the to me, the greatest intangible that that y- you can have is what's somebody made of? You know, you hear it in all sports, What whether it's basketball, whether it's football, whether it's baseball. Are you the guy that wants to get up in the bottom of the ninth? with the bases loaded and two out and you still got a chance to win. Do you want to be the guy with the bat in your hand or do you want to sit on the bench or go sit in the John uh, sitting on a toilet? Cause you want to shit yourself cause you are afraid in basketball. Do you want to be the guy with the game on the line to take the last shot? Or you don't want the ball coming to you in football. Do you want to be the receiver? Throw me the ball on the last shot? Do you want to be the defensive back? Oh, don't, please don't come in my direction. Analytics can't tell you that. I remember, again, I mentioned Ron Guidry before. Guidry told me a story that um, Billy Martin um, had sent his pitching coach, Clyde King, out to the mound to talk to um, Ron Guidry. Guidry wasn't even paying attention. He turns around and Clyde King's standing there. I'm cleaning it up a bit. And Guidry says, Clyde, what are you doing here? You know, in that Louisiana draw. Clyde, what you doing here? Well, you know, Billy sent me out. And Gidry said, well, Clyde, turn your ass around and tell Billy I sent you back. That was the end of the the discussion. That's what I'm talking about. Baseball has lost that. It's over the... Talk it over, analysis. Somebody... I I wish somebody had the balls. And, And... so much of sports is copycat stuff. I wish somebody had the balls to go and, okay, I'm going to go with a four-man rotation, and I want my guys to be complete gamers, or go for complete games, none of this six-inning, seven-inning stuff, and, and if somebody could do that, other people would follow along. But you know what? Nobody's going to do that because, first of all, the way guys, the way they're taught now from the minor leagues up, they're not programmed. They don't have the insides, the mental makeup to, to pitch complete games. I mean, listen what we're talking about. All these guys, again, I'm running down a list. All these guys had long careers. Carlton, 254 complete games. Bunny, 151. at 167. Ford, 156. Gibson, 255. Feller, 279. Seaver, 231. Hunter, 181. Jenkins, 267. Marshall 244. Nolan Ryan, 222. And Warren Spahn, 382. And the reason I pick those names, because those names were from my era growing up. Okay? It's just... I think fans are being cheated. But here's what I also think. I think the players are being cheated. There's a lot of greatness that's... And with the ability to be great... To be, to be legendary, just like these guys, but it'll never be that way because they're not allowed to be that way. It, it's shocking. On top of the fact that they're paid a fortune of money. I mean, again, I am not, I'm not begrudging anybody. God bless you. I'm a capitalist. Capitalist. Make as much as you can. Yeah, but Garrett Cole. I mean, really? Really? Garrett Cole, they're paying him $36 million a year. $36 million a year. That's a lot of money, is it not, folks? I I mean, think about it. Now, Garrett Cole pitched 12 games this season, you know, in the short and 60 game season. And to his credit, I guess you can call Garrett Cole a star because he had two complete games. One was a shutout. I mean, you know, don't tell me that these guys don't have the ability to do those sorts of things. But they're not given a chance. Players are being cheated. Fans are being cheated. So like I say, I'm sorry. The game just ain't what it used to be. You know, they used to have the old thing, you know, a slogan about the Mets, baseball the way it ought to be. Well, it ought to be a lot better than it is now for Major League Baseball. I mean, I, I just. Pfft. There are a lot of talented young men out there. Lot, lots of talent. The talent is not being nurtured. The talent is, is being taught the wrong way. And now it's starting from the grassroots levels. They come up. They're not physically prepared, and they're not mentally prepared. And that's why I I say the game ain't what it used to be, and people are being cheated. Me and you. We the people, we're being cheated. That being said, that's a wrap, my friends here. Thank you for listening to Get a Load of This. Now i like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can reach me on Twitter at Russ Salzburg. You can always get me on Facebook. You can also check out my website at russsalzberg.com. My thanks always to the lovely Ariel for taking such good care of me and setting this up. To WABC Program Director Dave Labrosi. To his outstanding Assistant Program Director Matt Dahl. To the President and GM here at the uh, WABC Chad Lopez, and last but certainly not least, you the people out there, because without you the people, I'd have nobody to hear to be talking to. So until next time, it is Ira Salzberg saying to all of you, bye bye, so long, and farewell. Talk to you next week. Stay safe. And let's root for a complete game now and then. Huh? What do you say? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So. No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reeses, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's
1: go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board. Because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course. Present my thoughts the way I want. Right again. Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh. There it is. Drawing board or Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's won. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro Brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com.
0: That's M-I-R-O.com.